Ladies and gentlemen, we've got an amazing panel with some very familiar faces that you might even recognize on this coming up panel, which is all things NFTs, including answering the questions such as, should they be about collectability, utility in 2023 or both? So ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, please help us welcome to the stage our panelists, moderated by our lovely Jenny Zhang. I'll get that, my boy. Our lovely panelists, please make your way up. Nice to meet you. How Good are to you? See you? Hi, I'm Andy. How are you? Good to see you. Good to see you. Good to see you. Yeah, good to see everybody. Yes, so Hi. Let me find the script. Oh, sure. <laughs> okay. So today the uh, the panel will be about NFT in 2023. Just now Omar has mentioned a little bit about it. Whether it will be collectibles is still the thing. Whether it will be like PFPs or uh, NFTs with utilities. So let's get started. Before we get started, can we do a like self-introduction? Like you give the audience a little bit of yourself and what you do and your project maybe as well? Okay, well, my name is DaVinci Jeremy. Um, I'm a software developer. Uh, I've been in the crypto space since 2011 when uh, I, I, I started a YouTube channel as back I in 2008. And, sorry? Okay, anyways, I, I started a channel in 2008 and then somebody said, hey, DaVinci, what do you think about Bitcoin? And as a software developer, I, I looked at it and said, this is a scam, man. I'm going to prove this is a scam. And I took a look at the source code and I'm like, oh, darn, this is going to work. And so my first video about Bitcoin was like, oh, every once in a while, something comes around that makes poor people rich because they bought it really, really cheap. This is one of them. And the price was around, you know, a dollar at that time. And, and I, I, I knew it was going to be the big, next biggest thing. And so I'm famous from actually a video I did in 2013 because nobody believed that Bitcoin was going to work. Mm -hmm. And I said, listen, just put $1 worth of money into Bitcoin because it's nothing. It's going to do well. Bitcoin's going to do well. Just put a dollar in it, and that, that video went viral. So that's what I'm famous for. Wow, that's very early. <laughs> so, Mate? Uh, Mate. Mate, sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> no, say wrong. Uh, uh, so unfortunately, I'm not that early as is Da Vinci, but uh, pretty much mm -hmm. found out about Bitcoin in 2013. It was interesting because uh, I was sitting home in front of my computer reading news and there was a news article about uh, Bitcoin and how people um, tried to get Bitcoin in Cyprus because there were some sort of bank run uh, in Cyprus because of the government wanted to seize uh, people's money from the bank accounts. 
Um, and it's quite interesting if there is something happening in your home country, uh, the government has the right to seize your money to use it for their own purposes. And um, some similar story happened, um, uh, you know, at Cyprus, but a bunch of people knew about it and uh, they tried to uh, escape their, you know, the fiat system into bitcoins. And the article was just about that. And um, my father was, uh, was an accountant and uh, like a tax advisor at, uh, at that time. And, you know, I, I called him and I told him, I was like, hey, have you read this article about this magic internet money? That's like how I looked at it because it was, it was and still is a magic internet money. And, you know, we, we really, really started to get into it. And, uh, and back in 2013, home mining was a very, very big thing. Even though with the ASICs, most of the ASIC manufacturers were screwing up people because the demand versus the supply was really, really off. But anyways, we started doing some home mining. And then, um, and then I changed my direction into, um, uh, into something else, which was a, a, a media company called Bitcoin. It's still around. It's one of the biggest news sites in the industry. And in 2017, I, uh, I met with Roger Weir, um, who is uh, called Bitcoin Jesus. And uh, we co-founded Bitcoin.com together. And, and then I run that company for five years. And, um, and today I'm working on you know, two new projects. One is Meta News, uh, uh, which is again a news, news company, and also Altcoinist, which is a Web3 based review platform. Um, it's a long story, but uh, you know, it's, it's all about, I believe at this point, it's all about Web3, to be honest, for the future. Um, and, um, and Web3 and NFTs are go hand in hand, so. Cool. Stephanie, tell me about yourself and your project. Sure. I'm very pleased to be with you uh, this afternoon. So my name is Stephanie Bretonnier. I'm the CEO of and founder of Power3 and WeImpact.World. I'm a Web3 Impact Catalyst. And uh, I entered into the field of Web3 uh, three years ago, actually. And what is really interesting to me is how we can bring impact within the organization leveraging you know technology so web3 but also you know ai intelligence automation and it's a compilation actually of technology that enables you to break silos and bring you know even more impact in your organization more efficiency and profitability so i started to work on the way we can leverage utility dynamic NFTs. I'm not going to you know, go too far in the details, but because we are going to talk about that. But it's very interesting you know, the, the different, uh, to, to understand the different use cases on how we can leverage NFTs and specifically the one that bring utility. Cool. Andy. Sure. So um, I'm Andy. I'm based in Singapore. So what, what do I do? It's a, it's a very complex uh, reply. So on the site, you know, I, I give a lot of uh, different advice to government, you know, so at, at the peak, I give advice to, to 22 countries, um, telling them about crypto regulations, productivity, uh, crypto bills, and so forth. You know, then um, right now, if you Google my name, you know, I'm still actively giving advice to Mongolia, you know, and I am also a, an actual advisor to Bybit. You know, I look after government relations, so that is the more governmental side of things. And, and of course, you know, uh, the more profit-making the things that I'm doing, I'm actually a fund manager. You know, before crypto, I'm actually investing into healthcare. Since 2017, it's all the way crypto. 
We have invested in more than 200 over projects, you know, for the, in the last five years. And I think that the ecosystem right now is 100% ready for new projects, better projects, or even web four projects that I've mentioned uh, during my keynote speech. So this is who I am. Oh, yep. I'm also a book author, so I just wrote a book about NFT from zero to hero. So that book itself sold about 8,000 copies, and I hope to still continue to push new education, new, new literature into the space. Thank you. Yeah, and that book, NFT from zero to hero, you can buy it and purchase it um, by Beat NFT Marketplace. And our next question is, uh, what do you guys think of the current NFT market? And how does NFT evolve from the, for the past few years? Well, um, I remember telling people in the early stages of NFTs that this was going to be the next big thing back in 2020, August 2020. At that time, the NFT market was a, a quarter of a million in volume per day. And I, but I knew that this was going to be huge. You have artwork that you can actually purchase or cards that you could actually purchase now at a cheap price and then people will find collectible value to them. And, and we do this right now with our physical artwork, but the difference is if you sell your physical artwork uh, to somebody else, the artist doesn't get any piece of that. But with digital or NFTs, the artists continuously receive revenue. This is huge because that allows the artists to create more great works. That's what I saw earlier on. It grew from that to, okay, well, not just art, but actually a way of uh, connecting with your community and being part of your community and making them feel like they are part of the artwork part of the, 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 what makes the NFT great. And that's what it expanded out from there to, hey, you know what? The community wants even more from that. They want uh, different uh, benefits that other people would not have if, if they don't have that particular NFT because you know they actually own it for sure. And so it, is, it has grown even, even further. And I see in the future, NFTs will continue to grow that much more because there's going to be now dynamic NFTs where your NFT could actually change as, for example, something in the real world changes. And that's going to be absolutely incredible. So I'm very, very happy and optimistic eventually about the NFT market and where it is today. Uh, everyone including myself, I think, likes to collect things. When I, was, when I was younger, I was super, super into NBA. And I still remember I have this big pile of NBA cards at home because I was collecting them. And it's still actually a huge market today if you have, you know, very, very old cards and that are very rare. Of course, you know, you have to look at the rarity and the and the, the numbering on the cards and all that, it's pretty similar to, uh, you know, NFTs. A lot of people have been collecting stamps. Now it seems pretty old school, but back in the day it was a huge thing. And the number one thing I love about NFTs is that NFT is a new way for, uh, for the mass market, for, for the mainstream to enter the industry. 
whether we're talking about crypto, whether we're talking about um, you know the blockchain, whether we're talking about NFTs, everything, the metaverse, everything is connected, uh, interconnected within this industry. And so, as we go in time, big corporations, big companies are going to figure out their ways to get into this collectible uh, business. Uh, you know, big sports teams are going to do something. Um, just recently, Porsche, I'm not sure if you have heard, but Porsche did their NFT series. Of course, some people said it wasn't very good, but at the end of the day, people who like Porsche or they have like a 911, you know, they figured out their ways how to connect their, you know, Web3 wallet and, and started to do the mint. So what we can see is that these big corporations are going to onboard the next generation of users into the industry and um, I, I heard that by uh, it is really possible that by uh, 2028 uh, there will be 1 billion uh, users um, within the within the web3 market and and I think the big wave is actually going to be led by NFTs and I'm, I'm very hopeful about that yeah me too and Stephanie I think it's important to uh, emphasize the fact that we should be more precise when, you talk, when we talk in 2023 about NFT because mm -hmm. in people's minds still today NFT is linked to NFT art but we have now four types of NFTs NFT art, utility NFTs, utility dynamic NFTs and salbond tokens so it's important to understand you know, the differences and how you can leverage those different types of NFTs according to your business. Because we essentially you know, consider NFTs for art, uh, digital art, but you know, for, in my point of view, this time is over for many reasons, because it was a bubble, and we can see in the figure right now that uh, the market uh, lost 90% uh, of, its, of its value. And the reason why for me, of course, there is the bear market and we can explain, you know, and, and link that to uh, uh, that, um, that situation in the crypto space. But on top of that, I think it's important to understand that it was new, so it was very attractive to many people. And I remember that people started to talk a lot about, you know, um, NFT art after people, you know, uh, um, uh, I mean, events. And, and what is interesting is actually uh, over the time, over the months, it was easier and easier, you know, to create your own NFT collection. So there were no more scarcity. And that's the reason why also the NFT art collapsed, because if everyone is able to create his own collection, what the point to, you know, pay uh, your, your NFT, you know, uh, two ethers or, you know, th or even more. So that's something very interesting. So the thing is, for me, the evolution and the different new type of NFTs are even more interesting because you bring purpose. And that's where, you know, every corporate can really leverage the benefits of the NFTs. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, Andy? Sure. I, I think by now we would agree that, you know, the, the new form of asset is in the digital world. And NFT will definitely be one of the more important piece. You know, bearing in mind that, you know, like the, the Mate have mentioned that, you know, a lot of us, you know, including myself, I'm an NBA fan, you know. So I collected all the cards that we talk about. And since I'm in Singapore, it all turned moldy. 
you know, is no longer really that collectible and sellable. But then if you are able to preserve all this on asset, on NFT, you know, that can actually bring you decades and decades. You can pass down really from generation to generation because all these are on-chain, you know. That's of course with the pretext that, you know, blockchain is forever, you know, ex existing in this, this, this world, right? But, but bearing in mind, you know, I, I, also want to bear, I also want to say a few things, you know. Right now in this current market, everyone is chasing after a certain hype or a certain trend, right? I have friends, the younger ones, they will tell me, now it's about re regenerative artists, right? Then some of them, they will come and tell me that, oh, that particular artist is going to be very famous and so forth. To me, in many ways, these are very speculative and it's very similar to the traditional artwork, right? So as crypto native, all of us here, you know, I, I do believe that we look at the technology a lot more than just the hype or just the money, you know. The technology itself is the thing that is going to bring you and walk you through the whole journey, you know. Big brands, Nike, you know, Porsche, for example. I think what they are trying to do is to understand the market and stay connected with their customer using the Web3 technology. And, and we can't fault them. But the underlying connection between their customer and themselves is actually the technology. So I, I view technology, NFT technology itself as something that is of, a, of, a, of maybe a higher priority to me. So again, you know, whatever the case is, I still think that the technology plays a very big part. You know, not just the, not just the NFT hype. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, actually, uh, I used to work for the uh, the Bybit NFT marketplace, but now I work for the Bybit uh, Web3, uh, but it's kind of similar. So, uh, like many of you has mentioned before, like during your speech, uh, yeah, like when NFT first started, uh, they are all like PFPs and Rs, and now we're seeing more NFTs with utilities, uh, which bring us to the next question. So how do you define the utilities of NFT? Uh, why is that important for the future of this technology? Well, I don't think um, utility is the only way for the future for uh, an NFT because you have like baseball cards, right? What's it's a utility of a baseball card, right? It's just because it's a collectible and it has the data of the player. What could be useful is that wait if, what, if, what if that data of the player were to change as, as he uh, continues through his career and that card stays uh, connected to his career through oracles uh, that that's reading data off of the real world. That's something that's also valuable, not just a utility, oh, you get to meet the baseball player. That would be an example of a utility if they wanted to add a utility to the baseball card. So utility is, is just one means of giving any kind of NFT a value, but it doesn't have to have utility in order to have value. That's true. And I think? I have to say, I really agree with Da Vinci. Um, the whole space is all about 
oh, are we talking about utility? Are we talking about the security? Of course, in the context of tokens, but we can also um, talk about the NFTs here. Like he said, if the collection is about collecting something, collecting baseball cards, NBA cards, whatever, it can or cannot be a utility. It's it really up to, to whoever is creating that collection. And I think at the end of the day, I really like the art aspect of, of, uh, of, the, of the NFTs. Um, and and if, it, if we're talking about art, art doesn't always have utility, or actually most of the time does not have a utility. Um, however, because of, because of the technology that, that is behind NFTs, um, the technology that the blockchain can bring us in the context of NFTs, I believe that the, the opportunities are really endless when it comes to NFTs. Um, just to give you an example, uh, I definitely believe that the world is going to see the luxury market embracing this technology um, uh, from multiple aspects. Uh, as an example, you can uh, really, really easily connect the, the high-end um, uh, luxury watch industry uh, into the NFTs. People like, to, uh, people like watches. And, and right now, there are huge problems with, uh, with authenticity when it comes to the watches. Um, there are ways um, for, um, for, these, uh, for these companies to connect the watch with an NFT um, and make it a collectible uh, NFT, but also at the same time, the utility of the NFT would be um, to provide uh, uh, authenticity for the watch. And I think that's a, that's a very interesting uh, element to it. Um, and of course, Porsche is, uh, uh, like I mentioned about the Porsche NFTs, they are also doing uh, you know, something similar where if you are going to be holding an NFT, you will be able to join some, uh, some special events with Porsche. Uh, but I, I really see the utility uh, for NFTs happening in the, in the sports teams. Um, uh, as an example, to get access to, you know, um, special events for, for those teams or to unlock uh, uh, special contents. Uh, like, uh, it would be very interesting for Da Vinci to, to elaborate on his content creator um, for people to follow. As an example, if you're a big fan of Ronaldo and you're holding his, uh, his, his NFT card, you can unlock his special interview, just as an example of a utility. But I think, like I said, the, the opportunities are endless when it comes to utility for NFTs. OK, Thanks what's your view? Thanks for the transition, Maddy. Uh, because I've been working in the luxury and fashion industry for the last 25 years. And definitely, this is an industry, also, you know, the retail. I mean, we can really uh, consider uh, uh, this in, in, a, in a broader space. But um, the utility um, uh, is, is huge. And uh, we should uh, consider NFT, uh, not, I mean, as uh, David Che and Maddy say, not only for the collectible and tradable aspect, but also for the non-tradable aspect where we, we can bring a lot of utility. Uh, we've mentioned about the authentication, but what is important is we need to make sure that we create a real link between the NFT and the product, because otherwise we can have big issues of swapping you know, our product and you still, uh, at the end, you know, <clears throat> uh, bring a lot of confusion within the market because you never know if you finally uh, buy a real product, a real authentic, genuine product or not. But in terms of uh, other example of, of utility, it brings also the opportunity for the brands uh, to bring new services 
uh, new experiences toward uh, their uh, community or their clients. And um, um, you can also um, leverage those utility and especially the utility dynamic NFT, which means that you will get an NFT and you will um, encapsulate within this NFT uh, some uh, you know, ongoing information, some updates that will uh, provide a track record on the product. So it could be used as well a lot to uh, push and, um, and emphasize the development of the circular economy, you know, the second-end market or pre-owned market, especially in the luxury industry. Right now, and the example of the luxury market, uh, luxury watch market is very interesting. The value and the volume of uh, the second-end market is higher than the primary market. But we need to make sure to solve the problem of authentication. Uh, in Europe as well, there will be uh, new regulation coming between, tw I mean, this year to uh, 2025 regarding um, uh, uh, transparency, traceability, and sustainability. You will have to bring uh, information regarding the sourcing, regarding the way your product is, uh, is produced. And this will be, you know, new regulation. So you will have on top of your product to create a digital twin and embed you know, all this information into your, uh, an NFT. And what is super interesting, let's take an example of Shopify. They have developed this um, ecosystem for e-commerce, but to speed up you know, their um, development, they uh, have leveraged you know, the development of other plugins they uh, actually offer through their ecosystem to their clients. So imagine the way that you can leverage utility dynamic NFT, embedding decentralized dApps, so decentralized application within your NFT. So you can create another type of you know, world and experience for your, for your consumer. But not only for your consumer, actually. I should also emphasize the fact that we talk a lot about consumer, but regarding your employees, it's a way to prove, you know, it's a proof of learning, a proof of contribution, a proof of attendance and um, the consequences of uh, those way of proving you know what you have done it's also a way to get rid of sorry for my French bullshit mm -hmm. or you know green watching green, green washing for the sustainability that's cool oh, that's great that's great I, I'll, I'll keep things a, a lot simpler you know I, I think we, we just got to go back to the really basic thing right so whether a baseball card is there a utility, right? Whether art pieces is there a utility? Yes, there is. The utility is to authenticate. Authentication is one of the key utility, right? So whether or not you are in the maybe luxury brand, you know, Rolexes for example, you know, they, they adopt NFT because they want to authenticate their product, you know. Steph mentioned about um, you know, Shopify, understanding the client, rewards program perhaps. That's, NFT itself is to authenticate that this client exists, right? It's a unique DID, for example, right? So, so I think to keep things very simple, I still think that the very basic authentication process using the NFT is one of the key utility. You know, whether or not you can bring your NFT to a posh party, you know, to a whatever, a, a gallery opening, it's all about to authenticate that this piece of NFT exists, right? So, so I, I think going back to the basic, you know, 
that would actually solve a lot of this, um, a lot of this myth in the in the in the industry. You know, I, I talk to many different uh, consultants. You know, they keep things really complex, but the actual fact is, it's just really simple. You know, simple NFT. You can just simply imagine that it's just for authentication. You can actually open a lot of different doors. You know, from ticketing. You know, like today, in the in the in the event. You know, to luxury goods, to again baseball cards. The whole process is the same. You know, it's just the added technology layer on it that makes it more unique. You know, that's that's my few cents worth. Yeah. That's cool. Um, our next question is. Um, can you give us some examples of a successful NFT project that prioritize utility over collaborability? Uh, what makes a successful NFT project? Well, we all know Board Ape Yacht Club yes. is one of those successful projects that, um, that combine the artwork and utility together. They've made silly artwork, of course, but at the same time, they provided a lot of utility. They, they did uh, a lot of things, right? You can have access to parties. Uh, you can uh, get these tokens and, and so much more, which ended up causing this particular NFT to do amazing valuation. Um, and then, of course, you they, they, they did all, they actually allowed you to create other NFTs and with this serum and so forth. I mean, it was an amazing project that did extremely well. Now. Does it mean all NFTs have to do exactly the, the, what they did? No, they, they can actually, like for example, an NFT can be proof of attendance of a great concert. Um, someone could um, just own, if they sell a concert ticket as an NFT, you can say, oh, well, I went to that concert and here's my proof that, that I actually was at the concert. And it was an amazing concert. And then you could actually maybe even trade that to someone else. Now, with NFTs, there's also soul-bound NFTs where it's actually attached to your uh, wallet forever. And that can be ensured that, hey, you know what? You did go to the concert and not somebody else, as an example. So a lot, there's going to be a lot of different features in NFTs. In fact, I have my own NFT called Davitar. And yeah, I'm wearing one of the Davitars right now. Um, and one of my utilities for my Davitar is just, uh, hey, you get to have access to me or you have access to a lot of my, uh, my, my tokens or, and a few other things that are basically m m what my uh, audience really loves about me. So that's, what I, that's why I use my NFTs collection for. It's a small amount so that it's, so the value continues to go higher. Oh, I really like your shirt and your shoe. <laughs> Thanks. The shoe is so cute. Yes. It's uh, also from the NFT collection. Uh. I really love uh, Da Vinci, how consistent he is with his branding because Bitcoin is really everywhere on his, on his clothes and swags and everything. So. Not quite. I got Monero. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> A full set. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I mean, there are thousands, if not tens of thousands of projects out there in regards to NFTs. I don't know the exact number. I know that there are over 22,000 different crypto projects um, on, on total. I think that's one of the latest numbers on, on CoinGecko. Um, it is very, very, um, it, it's getting huge and, and getting mainstream. 
uh, it is very difficult to pick one that I believe was very successful. The, the way I look at it, though, is that most NFTs, um, just, like, just like you mentioned, really just started out as, as art. And, and, and there were some great arts and there were some great mints. Uh, but then everyone started to do them, which, which eventually flooded the market, which I think it's fine because I truly believe in the free market. Everyone can do their own thing, whether you like it or not. If someone likes it, they'll buy it. If not, then it's just not going to do well. Um, and the way I really think about that is at the beginning, it was just all about art. It was all about the traits. And later, um, the smart people started to figure out that you know, just doing that is not enough. The collectivity, the collectivity aspect of it is not enough. So that, so then they started to really brainstorm about how to make it useful, and that's where the utility um, phase is really to start, uh, you know, start coming in. I think it's one of a good example is, uh, is you know, with the um, with the monkey NFTs. Um, at, at the beginning, there were not really utilities, and then you know, slowly uh, they started to uh, you know, introduce their, uh, their roadmap in regards to the parties, in regards to the metaverse that they are creating, and people, people really got excited about it. But uh, I think the most important aspect of it, uh, which goes really, really hand in hand by the utility, is the community behind the project, people who actually believe in the project as well. So that's, that's what I, I find really, really um, um, important and useful. Uh, Stephanie? Yeah, I totally, uh, totally agree uh, with, uh, with Mate regarding you know, community. And uh, just to, uh, to jump as well on what Andy say, it's uh, one of the easiest ways to start, you know, uh, leveraging Web3 and, uh, and making sure that uh, you own your audience and you know a lot of brands have a lot of uh, followers on their social media but they don't own that audience they rent it to Instagram they rent it to Facebook and that's important as a brand to make sure that you own your audience because this will be a way for you to collect very important data to really understand you know uh, what your consumer expect from you and start to go from a very brand-centric approach to a very consumer um, or, you know, a client-centric approach. And it's a new way, you know, to interact with, uh, uh, with, uh, with, uh, with um, your clients, building a community, a Web3 community. And it's totally different, you know, uh, with the way you deal with social media. And that's something that brands are not used because they have to share a bit of their power. They have to share also, and this is something that we'll, uh, we, we'll talk later, but uh, a bit of their revenue to, to, make, to make it appealing, to create that uh, sentiment of, of, of a community and, and get a chance to your uh, end consumer, your follower, to contribute to your, your brand. And that's something that is very interesting, is we will uh, shift from a very, uh, let's say, egocentric approach to something that leveraging, um, leverage actually uh, the collective intelligence and co-creation. And within you know, the creator economy, that's a tremendous opportunity for the brands to leverage actually their ecosystem. So it's not only you know, their follower, their clients, but also their employee and their partners. So the possibilities are, are huge. And another utility um, we can emphasize here is the fact that for the, time for, the, for the first time, 
they will be able to track uh, the uh, omni-channel customer journey and get to understand, you know, where the customer interacts, when and how within, you know, the overall uh, journey. Okay, I think the time is up, but I'm yeah. going to give a really quick reply. You know, uh, utility over uh, collectivity. I think, I think there's, there's a lot of projects, but I'm not here to advertise them. You know, I, I look at some projects who are more uh, ticket-driven, you know. Some of them are into a discount code using NFTs. I think, I think such, a, such, com such, such a projects, you know, they are actually looking at utility a, a lot more than just having it just as a collectible, you know. So again, we, we need a balance of uh, different players to balance out the whole ecosystem. Not everything is about hype. Some of them have real utility and usage, and that could be one of the key things that we should really look forward. Thanks for all panelists for your insightful sharings.